Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Rosecast, the number one Bachelor Recap Podcast, hosted by a male and racial best friend duo. AB, technical difficulties to start. Are we safe? Can we go? We'll see. All right. Everybody, let's, let's all try. listeners, knock on wood at this point, please. What'd you make of the episode? It's it, Season's almost over. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped in my head when I saw that there was only six people left. I didn't... I, I thought that might mean this... Hometowns is next week, and that's stunning to me. Had no it's idea. Here. No clue we're this close to the end. It's, what do we got, three more weeks or something like that? It's crazy. I would imagine. There's someone in the text uh, in the mailbag has a theory about why we got a double episode last week that is related potentially Ooh. to the rest of the season schedule. So stick around I'm for very that. interested in that. Stay yeah. tuned. It's, a, it's an interesting theory. I don't believe it but it's an interesting theory <laughs> the other thing i noted rim we've reached yeah. the point in the season where the the ladies are getting real feelings here and with that comes less friendships around the house they're starting to wish ill will upon each other and do not want to see them succeed or continue on in this process I get the feeling everyone who everyone's been waiting, holding things in their thoughts about everyone else in the house. And now that, you know, this is the day of reckoning pre hometowns, they're just letting it out. Kelly has been nice to everyone else all season. She unpinched the hose on the other girls. She's been cordial. Everyone's been cordial with each other for the most part, especially the top dogs. Now it's anything goes. They're in Lima, Peru. Up next. Montevideo, Uruguay, La Habana, Cuba. They're just going to do all the capitals from the South American that song. Everyone knows that. Six yeah. people left, like you said. Madison, Kelsey, Victoria, F, Natasha, Kelly, Hannah, and, and Alea will be back soon. Um, to start the episode, that was a little joke, A.B. Peter Skyping with his mom. A lot of Espanol coming out of Peter. Little reminder, hey. Not all Anglo, okay? It's not all Anglo. <laughs> Cuban. And that's yeah, okay. Okay, every episode. Make sure you can tell sneak some in there. There's a reason they're going to all every country in South America, okay? Yeah. And it's so he could dish out the Spanish, which he is phenomenal at, the, I will say. Some uh, might say fluent. They have to do all they can get do to get away from bachelor so white. P 
period. That hashtag, they don't want that. They don't do not want that trending. You throw a little Cuban heritage in there every episode. <laughs> every episode. And you avoid it, period. <laughs> his his mom and her mother are from Cuba, I believe is how mm-hmm. it went. Yep. Peter's mom says, believe what's in your heart. Sage advice. I got the feeling she probably also asked him off camera. You know, about his top four, who he's thinking for the top two, that kind of thing. She wants to wish she's the type of person who will do anything to get an edge in her office bracket. That's just the vibe <laughs> I get from Peter's mom. Agreed. At the house. First time we've seen Madison talk to the other girls. Legitimately. She was sitting there. They were chatting. Madison was speaking. And I I thought to myself, I've never seen this happen before. Is this a new experience? <laughs> Is that Am I wrong, A.B.? No, you're right. She, uh, Madison is the girl that's the top dog that stays out of any drama all season long. She doesn't want anything to do with any of you girls. I'm here for Peter mm-hmm. and winning the love. That's true. She's never there. She's never just chit chatting no. about other people behind their back, just kind of laying in the cut. Yeah, not not making enemies, but nope. also staying out of it. Then Peter shows up. And he said what you said to start this episode. He said, listen, this is getting serious. You have to ask yourselves, is this what you really want? Good to confirm that everyone is here for marriage now that we're down to the final six. (laughs) It's a little, maybe you should have had this conversation one-on-one with everybody at some point. Prior to this. He says his biggest fear is at the end of this, someone not wanting marriage and not wanting what he wants being left when he proposes. Which, uh, sh- sure. It's kind of like a basketball coach, tough, tough as nails, or maybe football. It's like, hey, if it's first day of practice, and to weed out the, you know, the guy, the people without the guts to go through the. <laughs> he's like, hey, anyone to leave? Now's the time. Walk out of here. That's what he said. Yeah, you do that first practice. You don't do it before yep. the playoffs, the, before the exactly. big game. <laughs> right before exactly. the big game. Right before the finals. <laughs> All right, playoffs coming up. Anybody wants to quit, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you here. That's an excellent, like that. excellent comparison. I've came this far. I got my gym waiver. I'm not going to quit at this point, coach. <laughs> no, that's not the time. I went through all this practice, went through all this other shit. No. <laughs> Later that day. Natasha, the only one remaining who hasn't gotten a one-on-one yet. So she knows she's behind the eight ball and says straight up, you know, I don't know if I'm going to want him to meet my family if we haven't had that one-on-one time, also known as a first date. Yeah. Date card goes to Madison, despite that fact, not Natasha. What did you, were you surprised by that? No, I'm not surprised by that, Rim. I'm going to tell you something. Elephant in the room. Something we haven't touched what, on. What could this be about? Yeah. <laughs> Natasha is not here because there's any connection between Peter and Natasha. She's here for the numbers, Rim. Bachelor's so white. Exact same concept. I don't think Peter likes her. I don't think she likes him. Mm. She's being drug along here to improve the minority numbers in this series, there's no there's no possible way she could win. And I think everybody knows that and has known it for weeks. It is interesting that she has been getting roses over people who we have seen with our own eyes, better connections with most notably Sydney. You're saying straight up affirmative action higher. Yeah, here. that's what okay. this is. Right. <laughs> that's what this is. I think she's being dragged along. I don't think. I don't trust the producers 
or anybody involved in this process uh, are doing the right thing in terms of Natasha. You know, she's getting a lot of credit for being kind of the adult in the room a lot of times, having a rational view of this. I certainly have given her credit for being a reasonable person, but she's also still playing the game. The moment that Madison got her one-on-one date guard for the second time, the second person to get their second one-on-one date before Natasha gets one at all, you would think... All right, I, you know, I get it. I'm just going to head out. You know, the old SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to head out. <laughs> yeah, you know? But out. she didn't. So she is a rational, you know, she sees things with a clear eye, but also she's playing the game a little bit. She's hanging around willingly also. You know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. I agree. Hey, right. there's something in it for her. It's not with with this. It's not it's not all one-sided. She there's something in it for sure. Natasha, and she knows that. Well, you know, baby steps. Baby steps. Anyway, Madison one-on-one date. <laughs> Daytime, strolling around at the market, skipping rocks on the beach, pier stuff, boats and what have you. They go out on a little motorboat, legs tangled. Peter likes tangled legs. It's on his top five list of physical things he enjoys that (laughs) I've made in my mind. On a different boat, they're catching fish. No fishing rods that I saw, just kind of yanking the the fishing line. No fish rods. Cool stuff. They both seem very happy to be hanging out with one another. Their chemistry is easy and fun. Completely agree. Quality time together between an actual pair of people that really, really are into each other, Rim. Serious conversation later. She feels reassured that Peter showed up earlier in the day to confirm that he's here to find a wife. Prior to that statement, There were some questions about that, both for the viewers and the people on the show. She's serious, too. Sees a future with him. And you want to know the truth, A.B.? I believe it. I believed her. Yeah. I I believe it. I believe it. Absolutely. Peter, on the other hand, doesn't give me the feeling that he really, like, really wants to be married. You know? (laughs) I would put him below Colton and below Ben. And probably right around Nick Vile on the totem pole of recent bachelors and they're wanting to be married. You aren't buying what he's selling. He has been selling it more he's selling recently. It. <laughs> he's selling it. <laughs> he I makes w- you think he needs to be married. I that's those I are agree the words with you. he says. I don't get the feeling. Yeah, I hear you. Usually there's a you know, there's a I don't want to, uh, desperation isn't probably the right word for, for, for it, but there's, there's a, there's a need to be married with some of these people and you can feel it. It's not, not just their words. You can see it in their actions that they are very serious and they want a, a very short engagement and to be married soon and to start, you know, with Ari, like people talk about Ari, but Ari was desperately wanting to be married <laughs> immediately yeah. and then he did it. And now they have kids and whatever. It, sure. It, it do, you don't get that same feeling from Peter. He's got other stuff going on. I don't think this is like top five next things he wants to do in his life. No, there. I think there used to be some amount of shame associated with going through this process and not ending up, up engaged or eventually with a spouse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I yeah. think Peter represents a new era of The Bachelor where, hey, if this works out, great. Yeah. If not, I'm not going to be... Be- 
get all bent out of shape about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just the feeling I get. Again, the words are different. The words he says on the screen, he's hitting us over the head with, I'm serious, yeah. I'm serious, I'm serious. Like, well, t- if you were serious, I feel like a lot of your decisions would have been made with Differently, different yeah. logic in mind. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, you know, she she's serious, like we said. They roll around in the boat, make out, classic make stuff. Out. Yep. For some reason, in his voiceover, despite what just occurred between these two, Peter is still concerned about being blindsided. That someone might not be here for marriage scares him. Now, he's referring to Maddie when he says this, which I think is... I mean, if anyone is here, if he can feel comfortable knowing that anyone is here for the right not all the right reasons, perhaps, but she's <laughs> someone willing to marry him. I think Maddie is at the top of the top of the list. Agreed, but I think there's he's got a lot of young people left. It could just be a situation where, you know, he's got multiple 23-year-olds. He had a 22-year-old last week. Uh, there's got to be some questions. So I, I think it's fair to still be concerned about that. Back at the house. great pillows at this hotel um like i said great hotel great hotel not always great glass on the outside wow and the glass was like the squares were like protruding so i think you could probably walk out which scares me for the record i wouldn't do that no i wouldn't do that But you can kind of look out and get a different view i'm just trying to stretch the episode out because i don't think my notes are as robust as normal frankly you're saying we might not go long i didn't say that i didn't say that okay just implied it (laughs) <laughs> Kelsey and Hannah Ann uh, Kelsey brings up what I would say is a very personal aspect of Maddie's life by starting with I don't know a Maddie extremely well but and then she goes into this thing <laughs> and Kelsey and Maddie's not here by the way okay Kelsey basically says Maddie values her religion and expects expects the same out of her husband but her and Peter haven't talked about this so we'll she see she could go home <laughs> yeah, she could go home. Would be a real shame if her and Peter didn't match up on some of this stuff. Anyway, hope hope they talk about it. Okay, <laughs> that's our when first happened, hint at what is to come. In the moment, I thought this is just drawn up producer stuff to make us think that there might be some drama between Peter and and Maddie. I didn't. I didn't really. In the moment, I did not think anything of this. Did your mind change by the end of the episode? A little. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) Still at the house after the commercial break. A lot of at the house slash hotel scenes. This is the week where you get that because everyone's a bunch of one on one dates, a bunch of small group dates. Everybody's just sitting around. You got to fill time. You got to fill time. You got to fill time. They could fill time by showing us more conversations between Pete and these people, but (laughs) rather let's just do do people talking behind each other's backs at the hotel rooms. They all like Madison, but wish for nothing more than to never see her again. That's kind of the universal agreement. Mm -hmm. Madison's great. Hope she doesn't come back. (laughs) Date card. Natasha. Wow. Everybody seemed really happy for her. Natasha says she has the worst connection out of anyone with Peter, and I fully agree (laughs) with her. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Uh, I I hope you make it through your date, Natasha, but I'm not... The odds were very low, I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think you're going to. It was. It's a numbers game. She's on the outside looking in. She knows it. Everybody knows it. The viewer knows it. I'm not sure what w- would have needed to happen 
I mean, let's just look at the logistically here, Rim. You have Hannah Ann, Kelsey, and Kelly that don't have dates. Maddie's currently on a date. Or no, excuse me. Did I say that right? No, who? No, I don't think so. Okay, let's look at it. Let me start over. Let's look at the logistics here, Rim. You have three more roses. Maddie's obviously getting one that night, correct? Okay, so we have three three roses. We have Victoria, Kelsey, Hannah Ann, Kelly, Natasha. I mean, that's five people, okay? Sure. Three roses. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go till after? So let's say Natasha gets a rose. That leaves you those four people with only two roses left. Is he gonna send one of Victoria, Hannah Ann? This is confusing. Is this is one of the worst segments of- we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Keep going. Is he gonna send one? Of- There's the numbers game here. It doesn't add up. That's all I'm trying to say. Exactly. The numbers. The numbers don't add up. He he would have had to have sent home Victoria. Yeah. Hannah Ann or Kelsey, one of those three, and those three are locks. I mean, we we knew who. This yeah, all no, could have been saved. <laughs> this whole segment, this whole segment could have been stopped by just saying we already know who the four hometowns are <laughs> before the episode yeah. started. Did we not know who the four were? I didn't. There's know. no question in my mind who those four were. Well, you didn't I didn't know, and uh, but I one thing I did know is that it wasn't going to be Natasha. <laughs> I knew the four hometowns before this episode started. That's all I wanted to get across right, here. Okay. And the numbers don't add up if you give Natasha one of them. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well We're said. going long. This is why we go long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was completely confusing. <laughs> I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> all right. Madison, one-on-one date, nighttime. Uh, Peter stinks at dancing. Just want to point out that these two overdressed for the bar they were in, which is fine. Everyone was just kind of lightly bobbing and like swaying to the band. They were acting like front row at the Justin Timberlake concert or something like that. It was just. <laughs> I would like to room, point get the moment. I agree with you on everything you said there. I would like to point out pre-dinner activities. You don't. I haven't seen him do that with anyone else. You know, pre it's the nighttime portion of the date. They went to a bar before dinner because they're a real couple and they're going to make it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he likes her more than anyone else. Okay. He wants to actually spend time with her. I mean, he texted her before and was like, this is not true. They don't have phone. But he texted her before and was like, let's get some drinks before dinner yeah, without the cameras. And cameras had to scramble that's, to get to the bar. That's yeah. a real situation. I don't even remember ever seeing someone go to a pre-dinner portion of the day i don't ever remember seeing that dinner time madison sees life after this okay you don't often hear this kind of talk from contestants necessarily they don't talk about life with the lead after the show everything is kind of confined to steps on the show they talk about hometowns they talk about fantasy suites they talk about you know are you gonna are you gonna make the big decision with me it's rarely like Sure. I want to be with you in regular life. So that's a sign of maturity, I think, from Madison. Agreed. What did you make of the conversation uh, that followed? She wants to marry someone with the same qualities of her of her dad, and her dad, a Christian man, has raised them as a Christian family. She'd prefer a husband with a similar worldview. What did you make of this exchange? In particular, she says... 
the way that he has such a strong relationship with the Lord is how he can love our family so much. And that faith is more than just being, it's, it's not something that's just passed down for me. That's, it's life. That's real life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need someone to have the same faith as me basically, which is, I don't remember this being brought up before. Um, this was the one thing, a little crack in their, in their strong foundation of their relationship. Um, that, that had me wondering, could, could maybe she not win this season? We've talked about kind of wanting to see these types of conversations before because they're real conversations. It matters in real life. And it's something you would talk about before taking serious steps with someone. They're never going to bring politics on the show, but something similar like that, just serious world, real life stuff that normal people discuss when they're taking these steps in life. Yep. In, re- in response, Peter says, he basically is like, that's great, but I got to be honest. <laughs> That's kind of how he <laughs> delivered it. Let me come clean. He says he was raised in a in a Christian household, but his faith could be stronger, and he almost kind of apologizes for not being as God-fearing as her, I suppose. But he ends it with, it's something that it's important to me, and I promise you that, which was kind of good enough to save it almost. But based on his tone, kind of how he responded to Maddie here, I got the feeling that he is not religious at all. Anymore. I agree. It doesn't plan on changing that <laughs> and didn't want to admit it on I TV agree. or to Maddie or and didn't want it to be the reason the end of their road. Now, that's a that's a strong thing to question from somebody. But I it just seemed to me like he was like, oh, shit, here we are. I am caught. Couldn't agree more. Who are we to question someone's religion? But if I'm just reading someone and the words that are coming out of their mouth, if you're to ask me if I believe if Peter's a religious person, I would say absolutely not. I think he was stuck. And in fact, I think he gave a okay answer to kind of skirt by the question. Like, basically, she's like, are you going to be like my dad in terms of yeah. being very religious and we're going to have a very religious household? And I don't think he answered that at all. He, he he's like I said, he saved it with I want to do better almost. It's something that's important to me. I can promise you that. I think he was implying like I can improve. That's definitely how Maddie took it. So the promise of future commitment to that is there now. And I think that was good enough for her. And it kept Peter from he committed to being he didn't commit to what she brought up, though. I don't think so either. I don't think he really gave an answer. And then. He really said, you want to know how he really saved it, Rim? Yeah, I do, AB. What's this? What's going to be next here? <laughs> you could actually see it. It was like a light bulb that went off in his head because he was stuck. He had nothing to say. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he he's like, stuck. hold up. I got something I, got I can something say to her. <laughs> I got something I can whip out that can get me out of here. The get out of jail free card. Yep. Yep. I'm starting to fall in love with you, Madison, which has nothing to do with what sh- the serious conversation she wanted to have. He said that in an at the end of an unbroken line in response to her question. Basically, you could see it. Hey, are you going to be like my dad and be a big religious guy? And then he went from I don't know about that and ended up with I'm falling in love with you. It clicked. It clicked. He had nothing to say, and then he's like, "Whoa, wait a second. I got this. (laughs) Let me get out of this. Let me weasel my way out of this conversation." And he did, and it worked. She was very happy to hear that. She was almost overwhelmed. Because like we said, she wants to, I think she actually wants to marry, she 
is open to the idea of marrying Peter, which I think is a really high compliment you can give contestants on this show in 2020. Now, if Peter is serious about the faith stuff, AB, and committing to it, then yeah, this will work great with these two. Because that's kind of the missing puzzle piece almost from what we've seen on TV. It just, I just wasn't sold that he... <laughs> I'm not so genuine. At all. Yeah, I just I'm not sure he has a real interest. In, just my opinion. Just giving opinions on the TV show. But anyway, they you know she accepts the rose. They're happy, make it on the streets. Roll credits is what I thought at this point. <laughs> That'll do it. She's still on board. This We're was good. this was the one time when Madison talked about her faith and what she wanted. I didn't think that was what Peter wanted because he's never mentioned anything like that. Uh, I thought this might be the one thing that could trip them up. And somehow mm-hmm. he, he, like the magician that he is, he <laughs> pulled out a magic trick and got out of there, Rim. Houdini. If he's a magician, he's one of the worst magicians in the history of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this time he got the trick to work. But we're three quarters of the way through the, the magic show and the audience is becoming restless. So that his tricks aren't working. Anyway, <laughs> took that one too far. Anyway, to the camera, I think he slowly realized what he just did. He looked down. He's like, he's looking down twice, talking about how great of a night it was. His eyes are like, oh no. Did I you just guys told see what I just did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess uh, bachelors tell people they're falling in love with them when there's multiple people left. The Ben Higgins season, of course, he said it to two people. I think he said it to JoJo to make he the season He meant it to more. one. Yeah. yeah. He meant it to one. Six people left is a lot of people to pull that that like you said magic trick out of the bag pull that get out drill free card i think he had to i guess when you put it that way he did have to but when he (laughs) said it i was like man what i mean again it goes back to what if he picks somebody else or you know now he now we just kind of know this confirms okay abc a b and c people are like not really threats to win just if you're looking at it like the competition that it is you're looking it's like well, what are we doing here hopefully at some point in this season we touch on she touches on this more and doesn't just let peter slide by, by with what he has said so far because she can't have feel felt reassured that peter wants the same life that she does from what he gave uh ab i think it's going to dominate the hometown i really do good I think that discussion is going to dominate the hometown. it'll be a very interesting thing to see on television because it happens in real life. People who have yeah. differing levels of enthusiasm for religion get married yeah. and have happy, successful lives all the time. So I would like Absolutely. to see it on TV. Natasha one on one date, daytime. Are we going to do this, Rem? Are we going to entertain yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, we go date? through the motions here. We obviously we we gonna, go through all we the motions. Enter- <laughs> we're going to entertain this farce of a date? Is that what you want to do? It, would, it, it wouldn't feel right for the number one... Bachelor recap podcast hosted by an interracial male best friend duo to skip the black girls. We're not going to skip her. I just want to point out that before this started, everybody, every single person that watches this show knew, knew the how results this was gonna of end. this episode of this date. There's no question in any of our minds. There was no question in Peter's mind either because he woke up thinking about Madison <laughs> and, how great, and how great that day was. His words were, I believe, something along the lines of, well, I woke up this morning just thinking about how great that day was with Madison, but now it's, you know, on to Cincinnati, on to, on to Natasha. Quick quote from Peter, not that I ever want to compare relationships, but it's a really good benchmark, talking about the Madison day. 
So he doesn't want to compare relationships. Just keep that in mind. Actually, now that I now that I say that, I'm remembering I didn't write down the quote he had later about having to compare relationships. So that setup is for nothing. Don't keep that in mind. Is what I'm saying. What were you gonna say, B? I just want to reiterate how much I knew that Natasha wasn't gonna get a rose here. He just told the contestant that he's went on his second one-on-one date with that he's falling in love with her. We've seen no connection from him and Natasha. Barely talked. Uh, if anything, the the interactions that these two have had have been Natasha scolding him for something he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. her being the adult in the room and the only know, one with the Peter in his place. Stand up to Peter, <laughs> That's yeah. the only things we've seen from her. Uh, she Peter hasn't given her any time. Like we know how this is ending. It's Peter's fault. He had no right, AB. You know, come on. Let's get through. We still got to do the date here. We got to do the date. I'm just saying, speed through this thing, Rim. <laughs> right. okay. I will. I do want to address what you just said at the end of the date, speed Natasha. Through this thing. When you know it. When Peter does or does not offer a rose, we'll find out. I suppose. <laughs> They're hanging out. Gorgeous afternoon in the Plaza de Armas. Sweet treats. Marketplace. A lot of fried foods. It's possible that Peter has some sort of food fetish because they kiss while they're both eating the same piece of fried, you know, treat or something followed up last week <laughs> on the Hannah Ann. I would call that a debacle when he smashed yeah. that hot dog <laughs> yeah. into her face. <laughs> yeah. Natasha's funny. They're having fun. She's great. She speaks frankly about the reality of the, her situation. She She knows he's my person. But I'm not his only person. I have a feeling he told Madison he loved her yesterday. <laughs> she didn't say that. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm really behind the eight ball on this one. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot writing on this verb. More than any other person this week, I would say. Here's, here's an idea. Back at the house, skip. We're skipping it. Nothing happened. Wow. Back on the date. Wow. At a bar, I believe. Peter makes it clear... He really appreciates how honest Natasha is. At one point saying she's too honest, which is kind of code for everyone else will suck up to me and you won't. And I don't love that. (laughs) (laughs) He also he also says you have always shown me more sides than any other woman here. And Natasha was dumbfounded by that comment. She's really. Yeah. Me and you have barely talked. <laughs> like you haven't seen any of the sides of me. Well, maybe he, she's the only person who's been stern with him at any point. He said you've shown me that fierce side. You mean roasting you on your, their first group <laughs> date because Hannah was there and you canceled stuff? And Natasha also warns Peter about her brothers, which definitely did not help her cause, no. I think. She's like, I got three I got three <laughs> tough guy brothers, so you sure that's what you want? You sure you want to give me that rose and meet those boys next week? <laughs> you don't want you don't want no problems with them boys. And then you're gonna have a field day with you, Peter. Uh, she says she's always they've always had a vibe. I know your answer to this. I wrote this down before I you've been you went on and on about how they've never had a connection at all. I just to reiterate, I've never seen anything with these two. That wasn't there with other people he sent home. Sydney, obviously, but also Lexi. Like her and Lexi, I'd say would have been on the same level. She and even others yeah. I'm forgetting. She just kind of like snuck her way into the top six here against all odds. That's the feeling I have. 
I agree. But she she thinks if they keep down the same path, they could fall in love. They're not in love. They're not falling in love. They could fall in love. I'm not certain she likes him. I don't think so either, but she's still playing the game <laughs> a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's play, she's having it both ways. Yeah, sure. and not in a bad way. She is f- honest and frank and rational, but also we'll say a couple things to get yeah. to get to the next round if she needs to. <laughs> Real back at the house. They're doing the math. Three roses left. This is the math that I was doing earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you sounded much worse than Hannah Ann here. <laughs> she at least settled in a in a a section of math that is correct. <laughs> she goes, all right, three roses left. Four people who haven't gotten a rose. Three divided by four equals over 50%. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Descartes, Kelsey. She was much more succinct in your explanation, too. I, you, you had me looking like Zach Galifianakis in that gift from... <laughs> the numbers <laughs> were just all over the place. You were like, cosine, <laughs> sine, divided by the remainder. By pi. Totally lost. <laughs> totally lost. <laughs> you just kept saying, the numbers don't lie, <laughs> What are you talking about? Sometimes you start uh, just talking. Yeah. And like you don't Scott's have in. anywhere you don't have anywhere you're going. <laughs> no. And you then you just keep you idea. just keep going. Well, David, my philosophy is basically this. <laughs> Three on one. No, excuse me, date card. Kelsey. Love is a wild ride. Victoria F, Hannah Ann, Kelly are the remaining people without one on one dates, so they're going on a three on one. You're acting like you knew which one of these three was going home. I had no idea. I thought three evenly matched people. Who's going home? I don't know. Could be anyone. Stay tuned. You, you're telling me you knew in that moment which person was going home. Don't say it. No spoilers. Yes. Yes. Please. You're like Wilbon. This is such a Michael Wilbon thing. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all, Tony. And Tony's like, really? You weren't surprised by this shocking thing? Please. Maybe a little doubt crept into my mind during the date because of what what happened with one particular contestant, but I didn't know that. But I didn't know that was going to happen beforehand. Natasha, one on one date, nighttime. Peter, to, Peter is falling in love with Madison, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know if he's there yet with Natasha because he's not. In this conversation, Natasha, to no one's surprise sees clearly what's going on. She's not going to pull any stunts either. I think we knew that early. She's not here to pull stunts to get a rose. No. She straight up asks Peter, hey, how do you feel about this? Peter almost completely evades this question and then topsy-turvies it back on her within the same sentence. Do you have anything on this portion of the day, DB? No. Okay. I've all right. I think I have a feeling I'm going to have to carry this. I have a feeling I'm going to have to carry this date. This date, Rim. I don't like what this was all about. I don't. I already, already moving already on to later piece. in the date. Okay. Go ahead. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a whole monologue if I have to. People pay for a long episode. We got to stretch it out and give it to them. Natasha asks Peter, love this question, AB, <laughs> what their life would be like if they end up together. Interesting. I want to hear how this. How be- I want to hear the look on AB's face right now. It's just disgust <laughs> that we're even doing this. I want to hear what t- Peter's thoughts are on that. What's their life going to be like? I'm not sure I know where Natasha's from. I want to hear about what their <laughs> life's going to be like if he picks her, okay? This is how Peter responds. 
he basically again evades it and says he's focused on finding his person which has nothing to do with what she asked. She asked a very specific question. And when he said that, she was like, all right, dude, like if you're not even going to entertain the possibility, yeah, that's (laughs) just end this, which is why I don't want to entertain talking about this because I don't think she got a shot. I hope she's on paradise and gets this real shot at love rim because it wasn't here on the bachelor series. No, she didn't get a shot. AB. So Peter picks up the rose, lets her down easy. With the relationships I have and where I'm at with them, I, I just can't give this to you. I, don't, I think Natasha was surprised, but not shocked and certainly not stunned. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Peter says, I don't know if I waited too long to give us that chance. Yeah. You, uh, during this speech, he realized, man, I didn't really give a lot of people a chance. <laughs> yeah, I, I really messed this up. Barely got to know Natasha. And then there was an amazing orchestra playing in the lobby of this place. It was a great shot. Peter overlooking the balcony with the rose. Very wistful. That's my kind of bachelor. And Natasha didn't cry even on the the way out. So that's it for Natasha. Anything you want to say about Natasha and Peter's relationship, baby? We saw it start to finish, grow into something beautiful, and then fizzle (laughs) out. What do you think? (laughs) I think I was on my soapbox earlier about her, and I've said my piece. All right, back at the house, nothing. Skipping another back at the house. They take Natasha's luggage, Victoria F. and Hannah Ann, act surprise. Mildly concerned one of them might get sent home now because Grim Reaper's here and he's sending people home on -on one-on-one, so anything (laughs) could happen, theoretically. Kelsey one-on-one date. What'd you make of this date, AB? Up in the mountains with the ATVs. This was fun, Rim. Awesome. Beautiful scenery. There wasn't a person for hundreds of miles. Mm. Hundreds. Thousands, maybe? Possibly thousands. Who knows? All you saw was beautiful mountains, scenery. Incredible. Incredible. And then they hop on these ATVs. They roll up the mountain on the ATVs. Dream date. Maybe my favorite date of the season. Yeah. Fun times, cool views. Something new and exciting. A little bit of danger also. They pull off in front of a very large hill. Okay, and Peter says the following. They start to kind of walk up the hill, and Peter says, we're not stopping until we get to the top. And Kelsey says, wait, are we running up this extremely steep, probably 50-degree grade hill easily? And about a third of the way up, they're, they're, run, they're running, I guess you could say, and about a third of the way up, they stop and lay down, completely guess. This told me that Peter has never run a hill before and Peter's has no never, respect for no. the difficulty. He's no. like, let's sprint up this mountain. It's like, it's, you're not going to last two seconds <laughs> doing about, this. You don't, have the, you don't have nearly the cardio to do this, Peter. Not even close. Not even close. He can't even give a speech when they lay down because he's so out of breath. Kelsey can't <laughs> even gassed. speak. The man She's is just going, gassed. huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> They're gassed. I've never seen two people <laughs> two gas out so gassed. quickly. Gassed. They are gassed. Beautiful setting, though, like you said. I mean, that's just an insane, you know. You can't run. You can't just run up a hill f- that's it's size. not a hill. It's not a hill. It's basically a wall. It's like a wall <laughs> of grass. And he's like, let's sprint up this. It's, and it only gets steeper as you go up. Yeah. The steepness is, it, it's as steep as you can be without needing like climbing gear to exactly. get up it. <laughs> and they tried to run up, sprint up it. It's the kind of thing that on Running Wild with Bear Grylls, they, that's something they'd go around. <laughs> they're like, I don't know. That's too steep. <laughs> anyway, they're talking about family a little bit. They make out. If she doesn't get to bring Peter to her hometown, she's going to be devastated, which is a different tone than you heard from Natasha. (laughs) What'd you make of this portion of the day? It was cute. They're just laying on a hill, gassed out. 
podcast out, but they're still, you know, spending time together, talking real conversations. I liked it. Beautiful setting. Can't reiterate that enough. (laughs) Beautiful. Back at the house. Victoria, it's been going a lot of back at the houses. Will I include the drop for everyone? I'm not sure. Probably not. Victoria F. and Kelly talking. Victoria F. seems to think that Champagne Gate might hold Kelsey back. She vaguely refers to the drama from earlier, but that seems like eons ago, and Peter obviously doesn't care. Kelly's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> There's no way that's going to have anything to do with this <laughs> decision. One thing to note about Victoria, I don't think we've touched on her yet. She's had a really negative energy anytime oh, they yeah. cut to her at the start when they're talk when Peter comes in, she's got bad energy. Throughout the episode when they do this back at the houses, bad energy. And then during the date, which we'll touch on later, bad energy. She had a she was in a bad mood all episode. Listen, I was gonna say this later, but Victoria F was tearing pages out of the playbook, the please break up with me playbook. This was Jeez, very I'm trying obvious. to get sent home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It seemed very obvious to me. She's she's very negative with everyone in the house. She's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so terrible to be around. Like you don't like me. It's like, okay. <laughs> All right. I see the strategy here. Let's see what you're doing. <laughs> Seen this before. All right. Kelsey one on one day, nighttime. Big. Big. Kelsey's tearing up thinking about Peter meeting her family to the camera, but she seems worried that the news she's about to deliver is going to change his mind. Mm -hmm. Family drama. They talk about a potential hometown. Okay. Her mom is sweet, but her dad won't be there. Remember her parents got divorced and he bailed for 10, 10 plus years when she was in seventh grade. We get more details about that relationship. She says there just isn't a relationship with her dad. Again, her dad left the family. She's starting to open up to Peter about this. This is a good conversation. Kelsey says she started to have a relationship with her dad, but then it didn't really work. But then recently... Well, after she won Miss Iowa, he came calling. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it, she <laughs> was like, that. I don't know about this I forgot to note yeah. that, that interesting thing. Kelsey won Miss Iowa. Dad came knocking. Yep. Hey, you need a manager? It it didn't work. She doesn't really, she doesn't go into why it didn't work. But then she says, just recently, she has started to form a a bond with her father through text message and and calls and stuff like that. Uh, So she does have a little bit of a relationship, but hasn't told her mom about it. A very interesting family dynamic going on right there. You got a secret known by everyone but the mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now she's Peter knows on TV. it. And now yeah. Peter knows this. He's about to go there. So everybody in the house, including producers, everybody, hundreds of people in this mom's house know a secret. That would probably be a crippling secret to her, knowing that all these people know and she doesn't. Uh, interesting family dynamic here. It strikes me as a powder keg situation. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just waiting to blow up. This is if one something person, bad is going to happen if here. One person lets this slip. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Um, her justification for this was, I, the way I phrased that made it seem like I don't agree with her decision not to tell her mom. That's not for me to decide. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, no. no, no, no. But it's, it, the way it's just it a volatile like, situation. There's a secret, and a lot of people <laughs> yeah. know, and they're going to be in that person's house. <laughs> and now, then nobody can say anything. 
I do blame her a little bit going on TV and ex- doing this before she tells her mom. That seems a little. I feel like this is a loose off. end you need to tie up before. Yeah, you should have tied that up. On TV. Yeah. <laughs> you should have tied that up before you left. Uh, she says, I want to make a decision about the relationship I'm going to have before I involve family. It wasn't clear to me if she meant the relationship with her father or a romantic relationship with Peter. She then says, I don't want outside influences to dictate my relationship with him. So that's more clearly about her father. I didn't really understand. I think the gist of it for Kelsey was, Peter, don't say anything about my dad. I know I'm good in the hometown. Don't say anything about my dad when we're there. Don't you dare say anything. Yeah. That's the, the way I took I got. that end part of the conversation was she doesn't want, obviously her mom has a really negative opinion of the dad for good reason. We reasons. can deduce that. We can That's probably very, deduce that, yes. Yeah. So she doesn't want that. She wants to start clean basically with her dad and doesn't want that affecting. She wants to make her own decision on if she wants to have a relationship with him without taking outside opinions into it. Kind of a smart response from Peter. I'll go so far as to say he, I don't know what your eyebrows are doing, but I can't tell if those are agree or disagree eyebrows. I agree. It's just, it's, it's just crazy that he came with something. So (laughs) he didn't blow, (laughs) he didn't ruin this. (laughs) It's crazy that he didn't ruin this. (laughs) That might be the title of the episode. Uh, He respects that Kelsey's willing to give her dad a second chance. Many, many, many people would not be in that scenario. And that she knows what she wants in a relationship and and also what she doesn't want is what Kelsey says. And A.B., I, well, let's finish the state up. Peter grabs the rose, gives an extremely long speech before offering her the rose. The longest pre-rose speech that I've seen from him this season. Part of it included like some social commentary about the state of polite discourse in society today. (laughs) From the, I timed it. I went back and timed it. From the moment he grabbed the rose to the moment she accepted it was a full minute, which doesn't seem that long, but try sitting there it's waiting t- for someone eternity. to hand you a rose for a minute. <laughs> it's an eternity, Rim. She accepts it. Peter has no reservations. He seems completely in on Kelsey. Wow. These two, real deal. My question to you is, we laughed it off earlier in the season. My question to you is, <laughs> room's getting higher. Is Kelsey the next bachelor at AB? Wow, I, that wasn't what I thought you were going to ask me. Uh, I like uh, to throw you curveballs. You know, I don't think people like her still. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but they also didn't like Hannah at the time, so... It's possible. I mean, I'm just not... I don't see anybody right now. Let's put a pause on that. I think that should be our mailbag question for next week. I think it's time to start talking about that. I've said a lot. I agree. It's time to start talking about The Bachelorette for sure. The thing I would like to know is I'm starting to question if she's got a shot here. I know I've I've been the Maddie is going to win guy for multiple weeks now. The one thing she has on... Pretty much everyone at this point is a maturity factor. And she's older. And Peter even mentions it. We have a very mature relationship, he says at one point. If if she can lean into that maturity, like, she's got a shot. I think she's got a shot too, A.B. I don't think... Will A.B.'s power rankings include more than one person this week? 
Stay tuned. <laughs> that's the big. That's the big question. <laughs> not will Maddie be uh, uh, not on no. top? The big question is: no, Will there be more than one person <laughs> in the <laughs> top four? <laughs> okay. Good date. Good date. I'm backing on Kelsey. Like I said, back at the house. Date card. The triple date: Hannah Ann, Victoria F, Kelly. Tomorrow won't be easy. Tomorrow's going to be a hard day. We all know tomorrow's not going to be easy. They're talking like they're going into battle. <laughs> big big time battle coming up tomorrow. It is a little bit like Robin Robin John, Rob Stark and John Snow, I think, early in <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones. Like, here yeah. we go. Big day tomorrow. Get your rest. <laughs> Kelly very annoyed that she has to deal with this three on one. Just very inconvenient. She by even calls it a she calls it a waste of time. Waste of time. <laughs> Waste of time are going on this date because Hannah Ann and Victoria are children. Children. Strong children. words. Victoria F. is not that young. No, she's 26, I you think. You could argue that she acts that acts a little. I mean, she's doing a please break up with me bit on The Bachelor, so you could argue that she's not <laughs> mature enough. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's take a quick break before getting to that date. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Just looking at the numbers here, AB. You want to talk numbers? <laughs> no, not yet. I want to talk time. I want to rescind my s- implication that we might not go long. I want to officially rescind that. Okay. We <laughs> haven't even talked statement. about this long date. Official statement. <laughs> it appears we might be exceeding our limit. Three on one date. Okay. Victoria is worried that Peter doesn't like her anymore. Okay. We'll see though. She hasn't seen Peter at, you know, um, social studies yet so maybe <laughs> maybe he does still like her he has she has to wait until after lunch when they both are in the same social studies class to figure out does he you still like it, me you said it best rib she is trying to find a way out of this i think she's i think she had like the situation i had at the start of this episode wait next week is hometowns <laughs> i had no clue i i, I don't want nothing to know. do with hometowns I, I don't even I don't even know if I want to be on this show any longer. At the date, um, beautiful, beautiful hacienda, beautiful, two hundred fifty years old, amazing vineyard, 
Wow. They have totally made up for Cleveland with these locations. I'll say yeah. it. They did. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. That's part of what I want in this show. Landscapes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Beautiful settings. The Peruvian guy who runs the place, his family estate, a little bit of history, historia. The vibe is bad, AB, with these four, five. <laughs> it's bad. With the guy. It's... The vibe is so bad with these five. Yeah. <laughs> with the five, you're including the guy. Yeah. He didn't contribute much joy to the vibe either. He well, gave a very have... dry speech about the history of the Hacienda. The four were not interested, and Peter had a is not capable of tamping down any of the awkwardness here. The vibe was terrible. And the the real thing that, that killed the vibe, Rim, was the black hole sucking all the positive energy out of the room, which was Victoria F. She was still moping <laughs> around at the moping. start of this date. She's moping on this date. She's having a yep. bad time. Well, even uh, Kelly complained about the distance they had to walk to see Peter. It's like he didn't. <laughs> yeah. he's not in charge of that distance, okay? Like, they want him there. He has to stand there. It's just a bad vibe. And plus, Peter was speaking Spanish to the Peruvian guy the whole time, so they don't know what is being said. Yeah. Yep. So they're just sitting there. Anyway, after that, Peter pulls Santa Ana aside. Listen, keep this in mind. <laughs> okay. The shadows are short. It's sunny. It's early afternoon. Keep that in mind. Noted. Thank you. They sit somewhere else with Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann starts to cry. She's falling in love with him, keep in mind. What did you make of this uh, attempt to get a rose, I will call it? <laughs> this rubbed me the wrong way, Rim, and I'll tell you why. Please do. Last week, Hannah Ann, we praised her for her mature reaction to the show and group dates. She, she mentioned how she's just going to give 100% on the group dates, make turn them into one-on-ones, and now she's turned into the, I need a one-on-one, -on -one, I need more assurance uh, yeah. mm. it's, it's, I'm getting different different vibes from her. She says she's not ready to say goodbye. And Hannah Ann's been thinking about what she wants in a partner, which is good. Yeah. To figure that out. It's pr probably something you should kind of have a handle on before you begin a concerted search to find a husband on TV. <laughs> but that's good. You know, better late than never. Yeah, absolutely. What did you make of her list of reasons why she's starting to fall in love with him? Any comment on what was on the list or the fact that she made a list or the fact that the just, the Iowa had a heart as a dot filled in? That's <laughs> just seemed <laughs> so all you know really childish. <laughs> the full page of reasons uh, it just seemed a little childish. It could have been like a scavenger hunt. That's, <laughs> that's the type of vibe I got from this list. Like she was, Some of them were reaches, I'll say. You're really nice <laughs> to me. You make no, se separate reason. You make me feel good. Another reason I like being around you. Just kind of, she was stretching it much in the same way we're doing with this episode with little notes. I mean, this is a that's a list you hand your crush in middle school. Mm. Reasons I like you. I mean, maybe Kelsey had a point calling these people children. <laughs> maybe Kelsey, yeah. had, Kelly, excuse me. Kelly, Back yeah. with Kelly. Uh, Victoria F storms off so she can cry in front of the cameras and talk about how awful she is to be around. She's she had a terrible mood. She, was, <laughs> terrible mood. she mentions that she's convinced that Kel Hannah Ann's going to get a rose at that moment. So they're going to come back and it's going to be <laughs> one rose for Kelly and Victoria. So she storms off, throws a fit. Bad, bad mood. 
oh my gosh, I'm such a loose cannon. You just never know what you're going to get from me. Personally, I wouldn't recommend choosing me to go hometowns, but that's just my opinion. That was Victoria. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> terrible to be around. Why am I like this? Uh. Kelly, supremely confident, almost too confident. Something to keep She's lounging. Of. I've never seen someone so confident. <laughs> She has her feet up. It was a Chad move to lay back. She was only missing she like grapes, feeding herself grapes. <laughs> she's probably right, though. Even though she's being mean, she says, I have a good head on my shoulders. I'm not going to just create drama for the sake of it. She's probably right. But I don't in the long ter- in the long run. I don't know if that matters to Peter. Kelly, one on one time flying through this. She tells him straight up that she didn't like how she didn't get a second one-on-one date this week. She doesn't like being on the three-on-one. I deserve a second one-on-one. You're being ridiculous. Peter goes, hmm, so how are you feeling about us? Well, she just <laughs> told you a specific frustration in that category. Would you care to address that frustration she has or just ask a generic question? A lot of negativity from Rim and AB this episode. Well, the, the, this no, this date. This date was very, with Victoria F. and Kelly... And then Hannah Ann and also Peter and the proving guy, the vibes were bad throughout this day. What'd you make of Kelly and Peter? I thought it was interesting when she she brought up that it's been such an easy relationship with them and it's been fun and maybe that's an okay thing. Like, I think a lot of times in these shows you're thinking you got to go through something, some drama or there's got to be some sort of backstory and i think kelly's kelly's noting that and saying it's okay that we're just you know it's just been all good like there's no drama between us and i I didn't think peter believed her well we said last week what does peter love when someone cries in his presence she hasn't done that and she's not gonna do that no so she makes her argument for kind of stability Ease and fun, like you said, which apparently did not sit well with Peter. No, I, it, it didn't. He prefers drama and juice. She was like, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, things are going pretty well. I think we should keep it that way and have fun and just keep doing what we're doing. Time. We're just, you know, <laughs> it seemed obviously very mature from probably the most mature person remaining on the show. We're having a good time. Uh, it's fun. We're getting to know each other. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. We don't have to, you know, inject drama into our relationship to make it better. Sometimes relationships are just good. They're just good. <laughs> Sometimes they're just a, good, Peter. On, on Instagram stories, if you search Peter Weber, they have a bunch of gifts of Peter. And one of them includes him pushing the word drama to the side. I think they need to re-engineer that so it's him pulling the word drama back into the frame and going like, yeah, this is the stuff I like here. <laughs> it's the one with the guy. Because he with does the not w- push drama to the side, okay? If you, if you have no drama, he's disinterested. <laughs> it's the gift with the guy with the girl looking back at the other girl. The other girl is the drama. Yep, verbal Stable here, relationship yeah. is who he's holding <laughs> the hands with. <laughs> okay? You following me? Very clever. I'm black guy pointing at his head right now. I mean, that's good too. That's smart, AB. Anyway, they kiss for some reason. I mean, I don't know. The conversation was not going for well. No but they reason. For no reason. No reason. Why not? At this point, I'm starting to realize these two don't have much. There's no sparks. I think that's. There's no spark. I will agree with that. There's no spark. 
are you yeah. looking at me? I, I thought, thought you were saying that. I thought you froze. <laughs> I thought you were going to say anything. No, I thought we we both stopped moving and I thought you froze. I swear to God, I thought <laughs> I you were frozen. You <laughs> I thought your internet went out. We both just stared at each other. Well, you said, I said, there's no sparks. And then you said, well, there's no spark. And then you just stopped. Yeah. I think we agree. We're on the we same agree, page. Yeah. There's no yeah. spark. There's simply no, no spark. And we just want to hammer home that point. <laughs> There's no spark between these two. Victoria went on one time. Obviously, she thinks the scar is hot. If you were to ask me which one of the people on the show would be into scars, it was Victoria. <laughs> Peter wants to make sure they're on the same page. Their last one-on-one was kind of chaotic, like we said. So Peter's like, hey, you know. Big decision coming up. Hometowns next week. I just want to make sure, like, you know, you're interested in pursuing a relationship with me and maybe we'll get engaged at the end of this. Like, that's coming around the corner. Are you ready for that? Victoria gets angry with him for bringing this up. What did you make of this breakup conversation? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she says these two were fighting. uh, I don't really know. Uh, Peter, is this really what you want to spend your. your one-on-one time with me about uh she's very annoyed she says every single time together you're always in a mood which pre which that statement if it's ever been said before precedes a large prolonged argument between two romantically involved individuals what'd you think it just seems like a real fight between the and like you said a breakup fight one that you don't come back from how do you come back from every time we're together you're in a bad mood well especially if you have five other suitors if i'm peter you're the one with the bad mood, Victoria. She's been the one. <laughs> she's been the one with the bad mood. I don't think that would resonate with her if Peter said that. <laughs> no, probably not. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're coming with this bad mood. He asked a very legitimate question. Hey, like, are we okay? Should I go to your hometown? Yeah. Basically, she's like, oh, why are you bringing the, that up? The, what? <laughs> why? Don't you dare! Why? You want to spend time talking about that nonsense when we could be <laughs> making fighting, out? I guess. <laughs> If you look back at Victoria F. and Peter's relationship, look at it closely, they actually haven't had really any good times together. <laughs> no. they have, they've had two dates, no. both that ended poorly, one with her ex-boyfriend a large part of the date, and then another one, both of them ended with like her storming off and him having to, yeah. <laughs> them having a fight, basically, on both dates. And now, on their three-on-one, they're having another fight. There's no good times between these two. The most fun Peter has had with Victoria is when he was dancing to his man, Chase Rice. And Victoria (laughs) was, like, kind of not trying to make eye contact with anybody. That was, like, the peak of their relationship. Yeah. Uh, She starts crying. And then she says, I don't want to get to the end and then lose you. So it's just easier to not have you in the first place. Not the vibes I'm getting. Not a statement I buy. I hate to say it. I think she was just trying to get out of going to hometowns and, frankly, get out of Peter potentially. I can't disagree with anything you said there. I will say Peter got really defensive about her saying he's in a mood all the time, which is fair. These two are just constantly at loggerheads. I don't know how else to say it. (laughs) They don't get along. They don't get along well. (laughs) Sometimes that, that, you know... People thrive Those, on that. Some people thrive some, on that. Some, some some couples they thrive on that. Rem, the explosive. Yeah. Could we have a yeah. knockdown, drag out fight at any <laughs> given moment and go to bed f- hating each other? Some people like that type of stuff. Not for me, but who knows? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
To the cameras, Victoria says she's mortified the conversation went like that. This isn't the first time she's said this either. No, this this is the this is the template for Victoria conversations with Peter. She proceeds it by saying, you know, I don't think Peter likes me, and then I'm or and or I'm awful to be around. Why am I acting like this? And then they have the conversation. It goes poorly. And then in her kind of debrief to the camera, she's like, I can't believe that went poorly. (laughs) I hope I get a rose still. Her behavior up to that point was such that you would think she didn't even want a rose. I get whiplash trying to keep up with where Victoria is bizarre here. It's bizarre. (laughs) All over the place. Back with the trio. Kelly's an attorney. Peter naturally doesn't need dinner. So, you know, I mean, why spend any more time getting to know these people that you (laughs) have admitted that you don't know very well? He pulls Victoria aside first. And by aside, I mean, he walks her all the way to the car. (laughs) The other two think Victoria is getting the boot. What did you make of the at the car discussion between Victoria and Peter? I thought it was over for her rim. Why would he walk? Oh, even though you knew, even though you knew who was in hometown, you, you thought it was, was before over. the day, and then Victoria acted terrible. Oh. How could you keep? How could you keep? Obviously, other things can happen during the episode that change my opinions. Frankly, I thought you were talking about Madison when you said that. Oh, you did? No, I was talking about Victoria the whole time. Interesting. Yeah. So he gives a speech, and it sounds the whole speech, start to finish, sounded like he was going to send her home. Breakup. Yeah. I really appreciate, you know, these things. They're standing. She's on the car, basically. She's leaning against the car. She's got the puppy dog eyes, the frown going on. She's all sad. And he says, I want to continue this. And he gives her the rose. Wow. She's ecstatic. They kiss. She hops in the car. Cloud nine. After that whole date and after that speech and after everything that's occurred on the show between them, Victoria's going to hometowns. Can't why, explain it. Why is that? Particularly about this date, there's nothing that would have suggested that she should have gotten this rose. Nothing at all. It's unexplainable. He said he didn't want to compare the relationships, but we'll do it for him. Other people he gets along with a whole lot more than Victoria. I don't know. I, it's unexplainable. By the time Peter gets back to the other two, it's dark. Okay, what did I say about where the shadows were? This is a this is an eight hour date, AB. It's dark out. <laughs> you you're watching on TV and you're like, oh no, it's light, it's light, it's not light. It's much much darker than they show it on TV, AB. The great Tiger Woods shot, 18th hole, the 2000 NEC Invitational. You could see what was going on, but it was pitch black there, AB. That's what makes the shot so great. Look it up. It was it, it was it was very dark at the end of this date. I hear you. Time for the final rose. Kelly, Hannah Ann. Before that, Kelly in the middle of this goes full heel uh, in some of her confessionals. <laughs> One in particular. I mean, look at me. I'm an attorney. <laughs> what are these other two? She's, she's pulling out all the... She's <laughs> full heel turn. What'd you make of the speeches? He didn't tip off where he was going with mm-hmm. his decision. Both, uh, you know... And it doesn't surprise me because neither of them have had negative relationships with Peter, Hannah Ann, and, or Kelly. It's all been uh, pretty smooth sailing with those two relationships, so no surprise there. I was pretty sure Hannah Ann was going to get that rose. Uh, just She's been higher up on his rankings, I've, I've thought, all along, so n- nothing really changed there. The first impression rose recipient as well. Yep. 
I had no idea who he was going to choose until the moment really? he said it. Maybe I'm a dummy, but... <laughs> You're saying that every episode now. <laughs> every episode I get tricked. Uh, <laughs> Hannah Ann got it. Hannah Ann immediately starts crying. You know what? This scene also, this whole date confirmed that Peter once again is willing to do whatever the producers tell him to a T. Hey, walk her all the way to the car. All the way to the car and then give her the rose. Hey, hey, give the speeches while they're both sitting right by you and then give her the rose. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, that's probably not how most people would handle it if given the opportunity. He's a puppet, Rim. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. He's a, he's a good puppet. It's been fun to watch, I suppose. But Peter walks Kelly to the car and he says he was holding on to the way they met as reasoning for keeping it going. He seems to think that like, Meeting a person at a hotel bar is some magical kind of beginning of some like some uncommon occurrence. It's like, no, dude, I, he probably met a thousand people that way in between the time he was in his bathroom when he started filming. Well, it's part of the reason we've always thought there might be something additional. We don't know about that story. It just seemed like a really false confidence in this fake love story that he had drawn up in his head about their chance encounter like that. It was fate. Or something like that. <laughs> I just never understood that. And I think he finally realized, like, wait a second. Maybe this Doesn't was matter. just... Maybe... <laughs> I still need to form this relationship. Maybe me meeting her in a lobby before the show wasn't that God intervening. <laughs> Serendipitous. Yeah. Uh, he also refers to their relationship as a really good friendship. Mm. Just FYI, Peter, that's... I mean, that's an important... Some might even argue that's a good base for an actual relationship. Is that if you're not friends with the person, then you're going to probably have problems. Down. I would not say Victoria F. and Peter are friends at all, which <laughs> no. might cause problems down the line. <laughs> so it's not. A, he he gives that as a justification for sending a couple of people home that ah, we're, we're just really good friends. I'm like, I don't know if that should be disqualifying. <laughs> anyway, Kelly, mad. I think she's mad. It's a bruised ego situation here. She is not sad about not being engaged to Peter. She's just pissed she didn't beat out the other two. I think she thought she had it because of her credentials. Out, like yeah, literally her, job literally her resume. <laughs> your yeah. resume would have won her this, and that made her very mad when she didn't. Was it strange when Peter went back to the house with Hannah Ann? They hugged everyone. They, he strolled in hand in hand with Hannah Ann, and was like, <laughs> we're back, and they're like, yeah, I mean... I don't know what's going on there. It like they're celebrating their life together as a new polyamorous (laughs) fivesome. (laughs) They all hugged, exchanged hugs. Like, oh, yeah, you picked her. It's like, it doesn't matter. You guys are in a fierce competition (laughs) right now. (laughs) Your relationships are independent of one another. It shouldn't matter who I brought home here. AB, you want to talk about Elephant in the Room? Did you see the preview for next week? No. You didn't? No, I don't watch that. I feel that's to the detriment of our show. Enormous news was revealed. Oh, wow. Do you, do you want me to tell you or not? No, I'll just take my headphones out. You tell the listeners. That's a great idea. All right. I'll wave. I'll, I'll do this when you're ready, when I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Next week on The Bachelor, cover up your headphones all the way. Yeah, there you go. The big reveal is that Madison is saving herself for marriage and Peter doesn't know that can't believe ab's headphones are off this is crazy secondarily peter and victoria also get naturally get into a fight before he meets her family classic at one point peter says to someone 
Six days prior, I was intimate with someone else, so that's going to bring some complications into the fold. AB, wondering what I'm saying right now. <laughs> On top of all that, we get we finally get the big moment from Peter's mom, which has kept me more engaged in the season than anything else. I want to know what Peter's mom is talking about. All right, AB, come back in. That was really long. <laughs> was it? Was it? <laughs> wow. Something is going to happen in my power rankings that is based mostly on what I just said into the microphone with with your headphones out. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> you're going to be very confused by my power rankings. Okay, let's quickly go to the mailbag. And I will say quickly because last week's question was so dull that we barely got any responses. <laughs> We did not get many responses. So let's start off. Last week's question was, what's your preferred bachelor schedule? I don't know. How many hours is too many hours? I'm being mean, but how many hours is too many hours of the bachelor, basically, was the question. 760 area code said, one hour a night would be great, like a soap opera. One hour a night. Every night of the week? Sports aren't even on that often. (laughs) Alexis from Philly. No such thing as too many hours. Listen up, baby. Listen up. But I will add that scheduling changes are red flags to me as a longtime viewer. Remember during Hannah's season when we got that BS recap episode with Chris and Hannah discussing how the season was going and we got nothing new? That was BS. Reddit theorized, which we stay off of because spoiler loaded, theorized that that gave editors more time to sabotage both Jed and Luke P's edits while boosting Peter and Tyler. This makes me wonder if two episodes last week makes it possible for the show to take off a week this month or next for story changes. It makes you think. Definitely possible given the off-screen mess we're seeing with Madison, Victoria, F, and P, etc. I'm, I'm not aware of any Madison. There's some off-screen stuff with those? If there is, I don't know it. Wow. But that's the theory is that they gave us two episodes, five hours last week, so they can take a week off later and do some edits. Be interesting. If that happens, keep yep. an eye out. Thank you, Rachel. That's from Alexis from Philly. Excuse me. This is Rachel from D.C. I think the appropriate amount of Bachelor should be measured by runtime to rose ceremony ratio. If more than two hours pass without some elim- eliminations, it's too much Bachelor. I subscribe to that. Carrie from Maryland, two hours a week is solid. Five hours is oversaturated. The two-night, four-hour paradise schedule is rough, but at least you know it's a short season. I've got kids, a job, you know, a life, and I might want to watch other shows during the week. We are East Coast, so 8 to 10 is usual airtime, but my husband and I wait until our oldest is in bed at 9.30 to start watching. Sleeping this past week took a hit. That's Carrie from Maryland. Gus from Tallahassee, Florida. I think three hours tops is golden. Any more, and it is asking a lot of time to devote. However, I'm going to watch everything they put out there. It's just a smidge inconsiderate. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just inconsiderate. You know, they know they got us, you know, by the scruff of the neck. You know we're going to (laughs) watch. They know we're going to watch, and they're taking advantage of that fact. (laughs) Exactly. Unrelated, this is from Rebecca in Los Angeles. I'm shocked by how little we know about the women, but I feel like we know even less about Peter beyond his profession. That really occurred to me as he dodged Maddie's faith question by dropping the L-bomb. Interesting point. What do we know about Peter? Pilot. That's it. I didn't pause. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's all we we got. Yeah, you're right. That's all we got. 
And the last question only applies if AB watched the season preview, which he did not. Nope. It's a good question. It's a great question. So thank you, Cameron from New Orleans. For asking the great question. We're oh, they did a season address. preview? Is that what you're talking about? They did a season preview? The rest, well, of, the rest season? of the season? Like okay. they always do. It was, it was coming up next week, and then there was a little bit of the front I didn't the think they always gave a season, rest of the season preview. Well, period. I don't watch any of that. So, yeah. It was, it's it's going to be a juicy hometown. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm surprised. I'm excited for you. I mean, we're spoiler free, but you, I mean, you are. I'm really spoiler spoiler free. free. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I can't wait for the power ranks. I can't wait. Next week's question, AB, what's it going to be? I want to know if you think, and no spoilers here, Rim. Okay. If you think Peter is going to end up with anybody, I'm starting to think he's not. 773-234-7794. And maybe there's something on the season previews that'll allude to that more. Yeah. But I just maybe. don't see any relationships. Uh, this this is ridiculous, Rim. We're at hometowns. <laughs> we don't know anything about anybody. No. We don't know anything. No. How is this going to end in a relationship at the end? Like Maddie and him have sparks in the <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Seems better. But I don't know anything about Maddie that wasn't provided to me in the original, like, her cut scene of her playing basketball, yeah. Four Rings. That's all I know about her. That's enough for me. If you hoop. I mean, that's I enough. Got. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the rings. There's no relationships here. Um, uh, Addendum to your question, which I think is good, 773 I think we ask people who they think is going to be the next Bachelorette. I want to know. Yeah, I we, think we've asked that next before week's too late. already, but now uh, not a, this season. I think we did earlier, but because we didn't see anybody standing out, but I think it's yeah. time to ask it again. So it's two-part question would be a good call. It's time to start talking about it. Yeah, I agree. And potentially time to start building a movement behind certain people that we want. Batch bracket, what do you know? Still barely in the top third, 543 out of 1477. 13 people are tied for first with 210 points. I haven't checked if that means they have perfect brackets. If they do, those 13 people are cheaters, and I will list them by name this time next week. Just kidding. AB, do you have yours? While we're waiting, another four out of nine week for me on Frenemies. Two out of nine here. Represents my best ever, as usual. I think five out of nine like gets seven bucks, and we keep getting four out of nine. Sometimes, <laughs> four, sometimes four out of nine gets you money. It must not have last night, though. Nope. You ready for power rankings? Yes. You want to do that or the headline first? I'm building on my power rankings like you would not believe. We can do headlines. Let's hear the headline. Bachelor headline of the week, Rim. From Cosmo. Our, our jam. Love Cosmo. Peter Weber replies to people saying he's one of the worst bachelors of all time. Ooh, I didn't see this. Okay. What did he say? I'm going to read it for you. I'm definitely getting some tough skin now, but I just, I understand that there's a lot of drama right now and things are kind of crazy, but I do think it's a little, and it's it's like he's talking. I don't think he wrote this out. It's it's too bad a lot of criticism and a lot of hate that's kind of been com- kind of coming out. I wish that people could more focus on spreading love and just more positivity and not so much negative stuff. Because again, we're all just human. 
remember that Rem. we're all just human <laughs> don't forget that and i know there's a lot of opinions about a lot of the women on the show and a lot of opinions about me long-winded comments from peter i was just gonna this. say i'm very bored it's boring up. <laughs> it's, it gets better it's a beautiful amazing environment but it's also very tough there's a lot of pressure and you have to make decisions in a really short amount of time you have to let go of a lot of relationships that you maybe don't know if you want to let go of yet and it's tough and you just have to try your best and that's all I did. And you know, I'm happy about that. Basically, I tried my best. Everyone get off my back. This is hard. You know, <laughs> I'm going to make a bold comparison right now. When you're The Bachelor, it is like you are the president of pop culture for four months, maybe longer. Yeah. So it's a big deal. You more or less probably campaigned a little bit for the situation. You were elected by the parliament, which is... Uh, the Bachelor producers, and then you get into the position that you wanted. I mean, I understand what Peter's saying, but at the same time, you're The Bachelor. You're held to a high standard. You have to follow in the footsteps the legacy of great bachelors before you. And I cannot... It's not acceptable for a president <laughs> to say, come on, guys, it's, it's harder than you think. It's a it's tough job. Like, I get that it's hard <laughs> yeah. and the decisions are hard, but you're in, you're the top dog in this reality TV world right now that comes with, with great something, comes great responsibility. I forgot <laughs> the first part of that. Heavy <laughs> lies the crown, Peter. I'm sorry you're having a tough time. Really, I am. I get that you're just a guy. You're I just a guy who was anonymous a year ago, and now you're in this position. But that's the way it goes. That's what you signed <laughs> up so, for. That's what you signed up for. I'm sorry. I believe you that it is hard, but no doubt. you're also doing a terrible job. I'm Those sure he's facts. a great guy, too. I'm sure Peter is a smart, cool fun to be around person in real life sure but this is you're doing bad not real life this is a big deal and if you botch it millions and millions and millions of people are going to see it and of course there are outside factors like how the edit goes what the producers trick you into doing all sorts of stuff yeah but you know i feel for him i really do but i'm sorry it's the way it goes. Yep. <laughs> hard, 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 hard stance. Did not hard expect stance to be that hard stance. Wow. When an analogy pops in my head, I run with it, regardless of how much sense it makes. Okay. Are you ready? Power rankings. I want you to go first. There's only four left, AB. I know. How many people will be on your top four? That's the question. Number four. <laughs> Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> I knew that was it. Madison. Maddie. Okay. She's a favorite. She still has Number two four. slots between her. <laughs> Empty. Empty slots. Okay. Yeah. And then Kelsey is sneaking in. The only thing. You should have put Kelsey this... at five. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is if this religion thing stops. If if we get more information about this religion thing, I think it could be a deal breaker because Peter okay. is not what she's looking for. She's not what she he's described. Not. He's not into. He's not. That's not him. So if it's we get into makes that a big more, change, but that's gonna have to occur. That's gonna have to occur post season. Yeah. This big life change in Peter's worldview. Okay, still, here are my power rankings. Yeah, go ahead. I still don't think it's going to necessarily matter because it was she's already it already seems like it might have been moved past. But there's a little 
you know, there's just a little whisper in my ear right now that something <laughs> could be up. <laughs> okay. Here are my power rankings. Number four, Hannah Ann. I think the youth, yeah, the relative immaturity, it's finally catching up with her. She made it this far. I don't think she's going to make it to the top three. Wow. That way. Okay. Number three, Victoria F. Yeah, you got, you know, the the drama, the fire. The negativity. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bonfire <laughs> that's out of control. But I think a storm is coming and it's going to put it out. Wow. Metaphors. Number two. Madison. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Madison. Stunning. Number one is Kelsey. Huge. Wow. Huge wow. shakeup. That's huge a shakeup. That's a shakeup. <laughs> that's a huge shakeup. Something what in happened? the previews. What happened in the preview, y'all? <laughs> what? This happened? is great. I'm so glad you what didn't watch the preview. What happened in that preview? Something happened in the previews. <laughs> That I think is going to complicate multiple things happen. I'll put it that way. It's not just Madison. Multiple things happen in the previews that I think are going to complicate their relationship. And I think on screen or off screen, both. Wow, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's it. No more. No more okay. things. All I know is Madison is Deshaun Jackson sprinting towards the end zone. And she celebrates. Too early. She drops it right before that. But that's not actually a fair comparison because something not her is probably also definitely contributing to why wow, I ranked her number awesome. two in my power wow. rankings. Wow. Crazy. Can you Crazy. imagine the red down arrow next to Madison's name? I can't. No. Can't imagine it. All right. That's all. Uh, AB. Yes. You want to do a refer a friend month bit real quick? I would love to, Rim. Please do. I don't know February. if you have it planned out. No, I got nothing planned out. February. Just thinking here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> February, refer friend month. Repost to Instagram. Tag us in your Instagram stories. I'll Here, I'll, I'll say something. You can build on it if you want to. There's no more effective way to grow something than friend-to-friend trusted recommendations. Because you recommend, you like the show. You recommend it to people you think also might like it. Then they're more likely to like it. Rather than us, you know, spamming out, paying for ads or something, attracting people who might not like it, then they listen and they leave a bad review because we're not their style. You see what I'm saying, AB? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that that's what we encourage around here. I don't know if you want to say anything after that. February is f- refer a friend month, Rim, for that reason. It is the lifeline of this podcast. Is that's you, a fact. That's an absolute fact. Absolute the fact. growth we've experienced has been all organic through you. We appreciate every one of you. It's what keeps us going, Rim. Power rankings of all our listeners. You're all tied for number one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, before we go, I just want to say this publicly. This season of Very Cavalry has been phenomenal. It's greatly improved from last season. But I do not like that they're bringing in Heidi and Audrina to this week's episode. It's too gimmicky. It doesn't have anything to do with the main storylines. I don't like it. It doesn't fit the vibe of the show. I don't like it. I'm not looking forward to it. I'll watch it, but I just want to get that off my chest. Can I bring in Heidi and Audrina to Very Cavalry is not okay. As the number one Very Cavalry fan, I don't like it. Go ahead, AB. I'd like to plug my own shows here, Rim. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> Cheer. You heard about Cheer, Rim? 
I've heard about Cheers. Cheers yeah. really you're good. You're a big Netflix algorithm guy. Whatever you the big watch, banner is, you're you watching got, it. <laughs> you gotta watch Cheers. Cheers really fun. <laughs> I think my brother told me about that. He says it's, he says it's great. It's really good. Yeah, yeah it's great. All right, Recommend. thanks for listening. We appreciate it. At Rosecast Podcast on all social platforms. Have a heavenly day. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.